Hi guys and welcome back to the Female Fitness Podcast. I am your host Danny, and today I'm joined by Megan Sylvester. Megan, would you like to introduce yourself for the people who may not know who you are, although most people probably will? Hi, so I'm Megan Sylvester. I am an IFBB pro in, well I actually got my my pro card in bikini but actually transitioned over to figure. I've been competing since 2016 um, and that's about it in a nutshell I think. Yeah cool so when did you first start competing what federation was that with and how did you get into it? Well we actually started at the same time didn't we? Yeah (laughs) (laughs) me and Megan did our first show together. So I first started in the gym when I finished um, diving. So obviously I got a bit injured with diving, needed something to do, so I went to the gym. Um, and I think that was at the beginning of 2016. Yeah, because I finished diving in the 2015 and then started in the gym in 2016 with Rhea, you know, Rhea Gale, because um, we used to dive together. So we, we decided to go to the gym together, but she'd been going for a little while, while before me. Um, and then the guy that actually owned the gym turned around, well, he was he was prepping Rhea for a competition, turned around and said to me, oh, why don't you give it a go? Because you know you've got good shoulders and good stature, but obviously that had come from diving. It's not that I actually had a lot of muscle. Um, and then that's when I started my first prep. So I think that I'd been training for like two months and then I did my first competition and that was the UK BFF. Was it the, was it the Midlands? Yeah, it was in Birmingham at Birmingham Town Hall. Yeah, and we did our first show together and we became Instagram friends before <laughs> before we actually competed. So we've been friends for a long time. Yeah, and look where we are now, training out of Ultra Flex. <laughs> you know, again, you left me for a little bit and then came back. So first of all, how long did it take you to turn pro and how many shows did you do before you turned pro? So I did 10 shows prior to no nine shows prior to winning my pro card and then my 10th show was actually my pro debut in bikini on the night that I won my pro show um it took me so 2016 and I won my pro card in 20 so two years took me two years to to win my pro card um and yeah I leading up to that competition so that year I actually got really injured at the start of the year and I wasn't able to, to train for a little while. So I didn't really have any expectations for that year at all. I wanted to just basically stand on stage again and just really enjoy computing because the prior year that I'd done my competitions, I'd prepped for such a long time that towards the end, I really started to hate competing. I think it's because my food had gone so low that... I just wasn't enjoying it. Like I really, the, the coach that I was with really shouldn't have allowed me to to, to kind of go for that long, um, especially it being like my first real season because the time before I only did one competition and like I didn't really have any muscle. I'd not really done any training, kind of just winged it a little bit. And then the next year, like food went ridiculously low and I, and I was a bit of a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> so, so 2018, it was more about, getting back training again after being a little bit injured, getting back up on stage and really enjoying prep. Yeah. So I didn't have any expectations at all. So actually getting getting my pro card 
I, I didn't ex like we, we didn't go to Spain to, to get that. I'd done the two bros and I'd done quite well and I'd come second and I really wanted to go and win my class. But that was that was the goal. So actually getting my pro card was 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 amazing and obviously even better because we got to win it on the same weekend, which was which was really nice. Yeah, yeah which is amazing. And I don't think I don't know if anyone ever is, but I don't think I was ready to win my pro card at that time. Like I feel honoured that I did. And like obviously on the day, my physique was the one that was the best to be able to to be able to get the pro card. But physically, I, I don't think I was I was ready to 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 get it. I don't know. I knew I that there was a lot of work that I needed to do to be able to then stand on a pro stage, whether that be with bikini or figure. Yeah. So yeah. Pardon. I think Meg the thing is you you may not think you are ready because you're always gonna think that there's room to improve and yeah. that's the nature of people who compete really you always yeah. want to be better and yeah. you're always working to be a better version of yeah. yourself like on on the night of the pro show I came ninth so I guess like that's a that's a big achievement and there was I think there was 23 girls there it was a massive class and honestly I have never stood on a stage for that long and I'm not really a sweaty person and I know that like on, on show day you do get quite quite sweaty and warm because there's so many lights, people, you, you've got your tan on, you're not really allowed to have a shower um, the, the day of so you get really warm but I have literally never sweated that much in all my life. They were turning like the comparisons, I literally I think I turned round about 50 times, you know the front pose into back pose. Oh, it was it was hard, but yeah. Can we just saying um, on the day that I did win my pro pro card, I did actually win a girl that's now it's now been to the Olympia. So I guess I guess I was I was, I was all right. It's just, I guess you don't ever see yourself the opposite. Like I said, Meg, I think you are your own worst critic, and I do think you were ready to win your pro card when you did. You're just always going to see room for improvement and things that you want to advance on especially now that you've decided to make that transition over to figure you know that you're jumping up a class so you're always going to look at that bikini physique as like something that you now want to improve on if that makes sense yeah yeah so yeah, Meg when did you decide you wanted to move from bikini to figure and why did you make that decision right so when I first started competing well kind of my second season Everybody always used to say to me, oh, you've, you've got the body. Like, you know, um, judges, when you ask them for feedback, they yeah. always used to say to yeah. me, you look brilliant, but your quads and your shoulders are a little bit more suited to figure, like your shape's a little bit more suited to figure. So I guess it's always been in the back burner of my mind. And I remember when I finished competing in 2017, I had the like, I wanted to do it, but then my coach at the time actually told me that I shouldn't. So that's why I carried on doing bikini. Um, and then a woman pro card. And me and Cooper had had a conversation about it anyway, because during my prep, we were doing some, some posing together. And he told me to hit some of the poses uh, for figure. And we were like, oh, yeah, they actually do look quite good, even though I, I was still quite small. And then finished winning my pro card, went into off season, started doing my training. Everything was blowing up a little bit. 
and we were trying to be a little bit cautious around my legs with the way that I was training anyway. And I wasn't really enjoying it as much. So he kind of said, I think it'd be better if, if you did figure, but obviously it's always, always my choice. And then we went to King's Gym in London. Yeah. And we were talking between me, Cooper and, and Jordan. And Jordan was saying how um, he thinks that my, my kind of, my shape and the way that I'm growing does look a little bit more like it'd fit to figure. Um, obviously, I didn't decide then and there, but then me and Cooper had a bit more conversation about it, um, especially over that weekend and then over the coming weeks. And then we just decided that, yeah, it's probably a good idea that I should move to figure just because of the way that I was growing. And obviously, that was a little bit scary, especially because like I'd never done figure. And then the next time that I was ever going to compete would be on a pro stage. So yeah. as much as it's nice of people to transition from bikini to figure, like it was a big step up to make and I was going to compete last year in November but that was a bit unrealistic we we did some kind of we did off season obviously did a few mini cuts and we were like oh yeah shape's coming on really well shall we do it um and then we had to sit down and just like no it's not it's not the time yet we do need to do a little bit more growing so that's why we decided to have an even longer off season and then come back this yeah. year so you mentioned that when you went into your improvement season after competing in bikini, you were growing quite rapidly. When you made that decision to transition from bikini to figure, did your training change then? We did a little bit more like quad dominant on my leg days because my my split has always, well, since I started with Cuba, has always been push-pull legs or push-pull, lady-pull, <laughs> and then legs. So by that, obviously, I mean, I hate hams and glutes in that session as well. So I do more of like a density day. But my leg day was still quite glute and ham dominant yeah. when I first started my off-season, just because obviously that's what we'd used. We didn't change training too much once I'd finished competing leading into my off season obviously because we didn't want to make it super intense to end up being injured after being on prep for quite some time so then once we obviously decided to transition to figure we just changed some of the exercises around and started hitting quads a little bit more yeah do you say would you say that obviously I know that you've always trained hard but do you feel like your training intensity increased when you when you made that decision yeah 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 so I think that the type of exercises that I do now I'm gonna I'm gonna sound like such a dick no you won't I feel, I feel like the the type of exercises that I do now or like the training style no no do you know what? No, I don't think that I do train any more. In, like, I don't think I have more intensity when I train now than what I than what I did when I was a bikini competitor. I just think that the exercise selections are slightly different. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, no, no, not at all. Because I don't think that you should. I think that the way that I train and the way that you train is very similar in the way that we get hyped up for our sets. We've trained to failure every single time, apart from like the odd exercise where you don't really need to and it's kind of like a I don't know 
a, a fluffier set that you that you need to do that's yeah. necessary. But I, I think that we both train we both train quite similarly. And I think that I've always trained hard. I think that since I've started with with Cuba, I think that I train now hard in the right way. Yeah. Whereas before it wasn't so much in the right way. Um but no, yeah, I, I don't think that I'd train any harder now than what I did when I was a bikini competitor. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I know you've always trained hard. Um, one of the reasons I asked that question is I, I think sometimes it's easy, like in your circumstance where you, know, you knew that you couldn't get more muscular in some areas that psychological aspect could sometimes hold people back from training hard you know like if they feel they are limited yeah I think that that's what I was trying to say with the with the no answer so obviously because I I, I couldn't do certain exercises or I couldn't hit certain muscle groups so much no, it is slightly different, but the intensity was was still there on the exercises that that I was doing. It's like yeah. leading up to my leading up to my competition, I didn't I didn't really do a lot of quads because my sweep was quite big from from the back. Yeah, that was actually one of the things that I, you know, when you get your your feedback from the judges on the on the pro show, the guy that actually runs it called Amelia, he said that you look great and your body was looks fantastic but you've just got too much sweet from the back yeah um and has anything changed from a nutrition perspective or have you done anything different that you might not have done if you were staying in bikini from a nutrition perspective right so since coming off the contraceptive pill and moving on to the coil the copper coil rather than having like it hormone induced um my body could hack a lot of food without getting fat yeah, and yeah. my body kind of needs a lot of food to be able to grow as well. Um, so I think that because off season was a little bit longer due to doing figure rather than doing bikini, I think that food went higher just because of the fact that if you're progressing, you're progressing with your training and your food because they kind of come like hand in hand, don't they? So I think that food went a lot higher during off season, but that's literally due to the fact that I did a longer off season. I think that if I still would have done off season just as long for for bikini, I think that food would have still gone really quite high, which I think that it needs to do. But obviously training just would have been slightly, slightly different. Yeah. And how long has your off season been so far? Right. So I think it was 18... 16 months 16 yeah. to 8 months, something like that yeah so it was it was really quite long but it was it was it was needed it was really yeah. needed I think that I think that if you really do want to move from one class to another even if someone's saying that you're like pushing them boundaries of of being that class there's still a lot of work that you need to do to be able to to transition sorry, to be able to transition from one to the other. Like it is, it is hard work. There's obviously there's different classes because there's different things that they look for in them classes. And if you look at a bikini competition to a figure competition, there's not really any comparison in, in body types. Yeah. 
I think that if you if you do want to transition, you are going to have to take quite a bit of time away from stage to be able to get from from one to the one to the other. Yeah, obviously depending on how well you grow. To be fair, though, because people are different. Like I'm not I'm not like the genetic one percent or the genetic elite, so that's probably why it took me some time. Like there is exceptions to the rule that would be able to grow quicker than than what I did, but yeah. Well, you know that I'm a massive fan of an improvement season as well. And do you feel like you've benefited from a health perspective and also mentally from taking that time away from prep as well? Oh, a hundred percent. And I think that you, that you can completely agree with that, that both of our preps in 28, no, your, my prep in 2017 wasn't fun. And then your prep in 2018 wasn't super fun. So you, you needed it to feel healthy again because obviously you need to as a female you need to get your your cycle back you need to have time to be able to see family see friends enjoy training for a little bit but with a little bit of food in you because it is really different when you've not got as much food in you because it's not not that it's not as exciting not as fun but sometimes towards the end it can get a little bit like a bit of a chore which is natural it's fine um so i think that you do need an improvement season you do need to take time away from stage if you're in it for the long run because i think there's a lot of people that aren't and are very like here and now like i want to do this now 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 that then they don't take an improvement season and don't and kind of like jump from one show to the other because they think that if they have their face out there it's going to make them get better results which in hindsight yeah i don't know maybe it will but i've never done that so and i've never really done horribly horribly bad so I think that for a health health perspective and the mental, the mental I think you do you do need time away from stage just to be that not normal because our options are very much like probably someone's prep yeah so oh, I don't know so I think that yeah I think you do need time away from stage what do you think yeah I agree I definitely think that time away from stage is necessary for so many different reasons like you were saying it's necessary to get into a good position from a health perspective I think it also prepares you really well for your next prep so that you're actually excited for it and you're not forcing yourself into it or rushing it um and I really do think it's a sign that people are in the sport for the right reasons because they actually want to take that time out and they're willing to take that time out to improve, to improve their physique, to improve their health, to get themselves ready to execute their next prep. And I also think that it sets people up well in terms of make sure that you're in a position to be responsive when you enter a deficit again as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Because I, I think that we we know well, we've got a lot of friends that are in the sport that obviously jump from show to show, don't really have like an off season or have like a two month off season where they kind of just do whatever they want and don't really follow like a structured plan. And then they find it really hard once they come back to competing to then be able to drop off for their body to be like, oh yeah, I know what we're doing now. Let's get back lean again. I yeah. think that I think that if you take that time away, you your body your body's just going to be thankful for the extra food and then not the extra food. Like it's just, it's going to play ball a little bit more like you said. 
Yeah. And so you are now in prep, hopefully for your pro debut, if the shows go ahead this season. <laughs> How long have you been in prep for and when is your planned show supposed to be? Right. So I have now been in prep for, so I'm 18 weeks out and I started at 25, so six weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I've been on prep for six weeks. Um, we started quite a long way out just because we want to do it really, really slowly because obviously I've gained quite a lot of muscle over um, this period of off season um, and I've naturally got quite a small frame. So we want to hold on to as much, much muscle as possible. So we want to see like really small weight drops each week. And that's why I did it for so long. But yeah, so I've been in prep for, for six weeks now. I've, my first show should be in seven weeks. So obviously prior to Corona, we'd had the idea of doing the Arizona Pro Show um, in Phoenix. So now that Corona's happened, they've actually started changing around lots of the competitions. They haven't actually cancelled yeah. the one that I was going to do, but they've started now putting the ones that were obviously during the time that everything's been locked down. They've now started rescheduling them for the end of the year because obviously now they've rescheduled the Olympia for even later in the year. Yeah. So the New York Pro was supposed to be in May, but they've now rescheduled it for the same date that my show was supposed to be on. Oh, really? So I'm going to do New York in September. So you're yeah. going to do the New yeah. York so Pro? I'm going to do the Arizona. Obviously, it's still on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do the New York Pro. So I'm, I'm quite excited, actually, because it's it's possibly like the third most prestigious competition in, yeah. in bodybuilding. Like you've got the Olympia, which is obviously number one. Then you've got the Arnold's in all the different countries. And then I feel like the New York Pro is like the next, the next one yeah. down. So I'm going to to figure. I'm doing my pro. I'm doing my pro showing figure, and now I'm doing the New York pro. So yeah, I'm excited. I don't know if I'm nervous. I don't know. Like if I get nervous, it's always good nerves. I can't explain what I mean by that though. I've always yeah. been that way with diving, dancing, everything. Like on the day, I get these like really. I guess they're like other people would call them like nervous butterflies, but mine are more like excited butterflies. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm nervous, and I think it'll be fun. I don't. My kind of expectations for this year are obviously not. I do. I'm not thinking to myself. Oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to get top three because it it's my first time ever doing figure. So I've got to be. I don't know. I'm hoping for a top ten. Yeah. The thing is, you've got to. You've got to almost set your goals quite high, but at the same time have an element of realism, I think. Like you've got to you've got to aim high, otherwise you'll never reach your true potential. Um, you've also got to have some element of realism. So I think it's really cool that you like have that approach. Yeah. So I know that the Arnold's happened and one of the girls qualified there. And then I'm not sure if I don't think that there was any um, competitions prior to that apart from the year before just after the Olympia that I don't think that there's been any other competition since that or before that yeah. for people to be able to qualify for the Olympia 
So I feel like it's going to be a big show. Yeah. yeah, I feel like that there's going to be a lot of girls there that have done the Olympia that are obviously like already their names kind of set in writing for figure, if you know what I mean. So yeah. I'm just really excited to stand next to those females and see how I stand. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, that is my goal. Like, I want to go to the Olympia. I want to look as good as those girls that go to the Olympia. So if I can stand next to those girls on my first competition and see where I stand, I can go, right, I need more of this. I need more of this. I need to work on this. I need to do this with my posing. I need to change my hair or because everything's part of the parcel, isn't it? When it comes to bodybuilding, it's not just your physique, especially as a female. So getting to, to experience what they're like backstage, what they do, what's their kind of run up to it kind of like, not use it for myself because you've got to change things to work best for you, but to actually understand the way that it works and how, I don't know, how their mindset is. Like it'd be nice to have a conversation with, with them as well. Yeah. And what is your ultimate goal when it comes to competing? (laughs) So the Olympia is obviously my, I'd love to go to the Olympia. Yeah. It's, I guess it's kind of everybody builders, everybody, everybody builders dream is to go to the Olympia. But now that I've kind of took that step of winning my pro card, that kind of dreams a little bit more alive now. Yeah. That is, that is my main focus. But at the moment it's to obviously come top 10, top six, top three, depending on how my, my body develops over the, over the coming years. But yeah, that is my goal by the time I get to 30 to have gone to the Olympia. Yeah, I think that's a great goal. And um, like you said, it's nice because you've got that end goal, but you've also got steps to get you there because you've got sort of short-term goals and that long-term goal. So you know you've got to come top 10 first and then you progress, you want to come top three and eventually that will get you to the Olympia. So I think that's great. You've kind of got that sense of direction. And I think that when it comes to kind of the, the pro competitions um, in the different classes, you can actually gain points to be able to go to the Olympia. So you can do like X amount of shows and, and include a number of points to be able to go. But I don't really want to do that. And I know that like a lot of, a lot of females do, do do that. And that's, and that's cool. But, and, and males, well, actually, I don't know if males can do that. I, know, yeah, I, I don't, don't know. Think they can. But I think that they do have to do the placing and then they go, don't they? But that's what I want to do. Obviously, it's still points-wise, but I want to be at a competition where I'm either winning it, coming second a couple of times, or coming third a few times, that then I feel like, yeah, I've made it to the, to the Olympia. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think I would be the same if I was in your boat. Like... um I think sometimes as well, the process of accumulating points can be quite long winded and it can really drag your season out. And sometimes I think it, it kind of like shoots you in the foot in terms of bringing your best to the Olympia. Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent because you, you just get tired, don't you? As, as you've, the more competitions you do in that year, the more you've got to deplete yourself. And then by the time you come to the Olympia, can you enjoy it as much? Probably not, no. 
Yeah. And the same applies for like those of you that are listening that maybe want to go to, maybe you're an amateur and you want to get to the British finals. Like if you choose a show at the very start of the year, you're going to have to drag out your season massively. So it might be smart to maybe choose a show a little bit closer to where you want to bring your best, which would be the British finals. Yeah, hundred percent. I completely agree. So like I was saying in 2017, when I had like a really hard long year I competed in the May I think it was yeah and then British finals wasn't actually until October but I actually did the Arnold's in September as well so it was a really really long year and I felt like my body just wasn't responding at all by the time I got to to the British finals yeah and then it and then it ended where I was so low on food that I just became this binging food monster at the end of it (laughs) yeah and because you've mentioned that Meg like do you think that was one of the reasons you had quite a difficult post-show period because you had such long of a prep and maybe a slightly suboptimal prep yes so because it was so long and because I'd not I'd not had anything kind of nice for such a long time and the food was so boring on my plan I and so like little of it like I literally couldn't stop thinking about food I remember sending like so many different food things to my mum and I was hoarding I had this box underneath my bed that had so much food in it and I remember after I finished competing um we went out food that night and I actually made myself sick I'd eaten that much I then for like about a month I think it was every night when I came home from work even when I finished work because I worked in central Leeds like I'd go and get something to eat before I got home to then eat my tea like there was just it was just a never-ending cycle and I got actually quite big for me so I remember going going to the to the gym and having a conversation with Cuba obviously after after some time just saying like I am actually quite big, aren't I? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and then what, I, what tips would you give, like, maybe first-time competitors or people that are relatively new to competing in terms of, like, how to deal with that in that post-show period and transitioning into the improvement season well? You know what? Don't rush to compete. If you've got the, if you've got the, the kind of girl and want and desire to compete then obviously sometimes you can't afford a coach but I would always tell someone to kind of invest if you if you are wanting to do it invest into a coach or invest into a site that's going to be super useful so obviously the train by JP site super good and then AJ's site super good to be able to get the the kind of knowledge and experiences of what other people are doing. They put like their training plans on there, the diet plans and try and find something that works for you, but don't rush into competing. Take that time to build up food, take that time to build up your body, see which class you are going to fit into because like naturally you are going to fit into a class a lot more than another. It's like I did bikini, but obviously my body was much more suited to figure. Hence why I I've grown the way that I have, but just take your time. Don't rush into doing a competition because I think that we can both agree with that, can't we? Yeah. Like the first year that we both competed, we we didn't really have any muscle, did we? No. It was really, it was super fun. Like, I'm not bashing anybody that jumps into competing the first year that they start a 
doing kind of the gym because that's what we did and it it is a really good experience but I wish that I'd have spoke to myself back then and just said wait do a little bit more of like an improvement off-season type thing build up your muscle so that when you do actually stand on stage who doesn't have to go super low because you've built it up high and you'll be you'll have like a more enjoyable prep and you've got something a little bit more to show for it as well because yeah. you've been able to build up that muscle as well I completely agree with that completely agree and looking back like I I definitely didn't have enough muscle to be competitive by any means so I think it would have done me good personally to take an improvement season first and I think that's a great message for people to hear and take away with them um, and I think it always pays off to get like um, an educated eye to give you their opinion. Oh, 100%. 100%. So you, you always had a coach, didn't you, when you first started? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, but my first season, I pretty much started with a coach and went straight into prep. So we didn't do that improvement season first, which uh, looking back, I wish I'd invested in that before going into the prep. Yeah, yeah, I do. I think it's always... Always a good idea to have someone else there that's giving you a little bit, I don't know, giving you a... Um, a bit of direction. Yeah. yeah, And 100. a second eye. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but thank you for coming on the podcast today, Megan. It has been lovely having you. And I wish you the best of luck in your pro debut. Hopefully we'll be back in the gym soon so that we can actually see each other. 